Okay, so it's the 26th of May, uh, 2020. I realize I never put the dates on, the, like the year on these. Imagine if I end up doing these for more than a year and the and therefore putting the year at the end becomes necessary. What a horrible thought. Uh, it's day 712 of lockdown, so I, I have already been doing this for for two years, according to that, uh, nearly. Uh, <laughs> 18 days away from two years, permanently. Um, these are more of my uncensored, unfiltered, unedited thoughts from my brain, as you can probably tell by the fact I've already started meandering. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day about how I have an impressive skill to, to be able to ramble within the space of a minute. Usually it takes longer than that to be re- like to be brief and rambling at the same time is it's a difficult thing and it's a, a skill that I'm, I've been developing over this lockdown. So the main thing I want to talk about today uh, is video games, video games, computer games. Huh. I I'm never sure which of those I prefer, and I I'm not also not sure if there is a specific difference. Uh, I think is the idea that video games are like console games they were in video game cartridges and PC games are computer games like was the arcade was not known as like the video arcade like videorama either way I'm talking about computer games uh, which I've, I've, I've come up a few times uh, mainly because because of lockdown I've been playing more than usual uh, if you've been paying close attention to these uh, audio logs, and if you have, then I mean, I mean, wow! I mean, why? That's my first question. And my second question is, are, are you are you okay? Uh, if you've been paying like really close attention, then you probably know. I mean, you know more about me than I know about you. Maybe you know too much. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to be so confrontational. I was really confrontational yesterday as well for some reason. I think it's just... I, th- I think it's because I think it's funny. Uh, but yeah, if you've been paying attention, you'll notice I've mentioned a, a bunch of video games I've been playing. Uh, well, there's, there's a new one. Uh, so yeah, today I want to talk about a video game I'm playing and also a video game I am not playing. Ooh, that's right. I'm uh, sort of... Doing that classic setup, set up the the second half of the of the show. Introduce the thing and pay pay it off in the second half. There's my improv training coming in. Uh, sorry. Uh, the game I've been playing, by the way, the uh, I I downloaded downloaded a couple of days ago, and I've been playing pretty solidly as uh as Mass Effect Andromeda. Aha! Now. I can hear some of you shouting, shouting at your headphones or your computer speakers or however you listen to this. You might be listening to it on a podcasting app, which is weird because, as we all know, it's not a podcast. Uh, yeah, I can hear you shouting that this is a terrible game that I shouldn't be playing. I'll get to that. First of all, I just want to talk about uh, uh, the Mass Effect games in general. Okay, so they're created by a company called Bioware, uh, who also did the did, uh, 
Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights RPGs, uh, both Dungeons and Dragons based, uh, like isometric top-down RPGs that you can play on the PC and consoles, and recently released on Switch. I tried, I tried to get back into one of those recently. I can't get into it. Part of it's because D and D's changed since then. Part of it's because they're just awkward to control in the modern world. And part of it is because, well, they're missing something that a lot of that they the later Bioware games, like your Mass Effects, have, or not missing. They have it, but just not to the same extent. Because the reason I I love Mass Effect, and I do, I love the Mass Effect trilogy, the original Mass Effect trilogy, is one of my like. The original Mass Effect trilogy are three of my favorite games ever, and there's a very simple reason for it. I like games where I get to decide what happens. Don't get me wrong, I love a story-based game as well. Uh, at, at the beginning of this lockdown, I used the, my PS Plus copy, finally finished, finally played my PS Plus copy of The Last of Us. I've talked about that on, on this before. Fantastic story-based game. There's like, there's no, not really any choice in that game at all. <laughs> Uh, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two. There's very little choice in that game. Uh, it's a very, uh, very story-heavy game. Loved it. One of my favorite games of all time is Shenmue uh, Two. Shenmue Two is actually my favorite, and that's very like no decisions in that. Apart from how hard am I going to punch this guy, uh, or kick this guy? is not really a choice, you know. Yeah, so I like story-based games as well. I like games that are... I also like games that have no story, you know? I like video games generally, but I love games where decisions I make have an impact. Simple as that. Like, one of the things that Baldur's Gate doesn't quite do, and it's because part of it's the limitations of the thing, is that you'll make a decision and it will have a vague, uh, vague impact and that somebody won't like you anymore. Or... Something like that, and that's fine. But there's something about how it works in Mass Effect that I really love. So if, if you don't play Mass Effect, it's set in the future of Earth. Uh, we found uh, a bunch of alien technology on Mars, and it allowed it basically allowed us to use faster than light travel. And we met a bunch of aliens. This is in the past of the game you play. You play as a human alliance. A commander called Shepard uh, and she and to me she's always a she but you can change the gender uh, and she is uh, a badass like soldier and she gets embroiled in this big story that threatens the entire universe or the entire galaxy rather it's very specifically threatens the galaxy uh, and decisions you make the thing that makes it so great for me to me is decisions you make in Mass Effect 1 have impacts all the way through to Mass Effect 3. So, anyone playing it, not anyone, but most people playing it will have a slight, just a slightly different playthrough than some people. That maybe you didn't pick up, you didn't go on this side quest and get this thing for this person, uh, so therefore they didn't, they're not there to help you later on. There's some deliberate, like, big choices built in. Mass Effect 1 especially has that. Uh, there's one huge big, there's one huge choice which everyone who's played the game knows about but I'm, I'm being canny about spoilers because you know 
it's very possible there's going to be um, uh, an HD remake coming out like next year of the full trilogy. That's the rumour. Uh, and if that's the case, I want you to play it without knowing any spoilers. Apart from the fact that, like, there's no, I can't, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I just like the idea that you basically follow this, your, your Commander Shepard, uh, through this like these three whole games, which is like it takes it takes over it takes like basically the better part of three years of her like career as well, um, and like it's a runny you run around shooting things. You've got squad mates who some of whom you can romance. You better believe that that's a part of the game I love. <laughs> Those choices matter. If you romance someone in the first game, and then you romance someone else in the second game. The person from the first game is going to get annoyed. Um, uh, it lets me be gay, which is great. Any game that lets me be gay, another huge positive in my in my book. Uh, I had a the first time I played it. Um, I ended up. Well, I, I, it's hard to talk about for spoilers. I almost said something that was super spoilery. Uh, the first game I didn't, uh, I sort of did, the first time I played it. In the first game, I didn't really romance anybody. Um, because there's someone I could have romanced, but I sort I sort of did, but didn't really. And then in the second game, um. There's someone I sort of romance, but didn't. And in the third game, I just sort of ended up getting together with a, a crewmate who's not like a member of your squad. Uh, and then the second time around, I played it. I full on went for the same the same person in all three games. Uh, and it's not like the most sophisticated, like system, the romance system in these games. Uh, uh, there's a lot of there's there's dating sims that exist. I've not really played many of them apart from a game called uh, Long Story on uh, the Switch, which is so gay. It's so queer. I love it. Uh, that's really nice. Um, but basically, they always come down to you. You pick the right things to say, and give and like do stuff for them, and then are rewarded with romance, which is you know not quite how romances actually work but the characters are actually reasonably well written like they've got funny lines you like some of them you dislike some of them uh like for instance i dislike ashley because she's a space racist and it's just it's got some really fun inventive ideas and uh it's got uh, a fantastic performance by uh, jennifer hale as Commander Shepard. I'm sure Mark Mayo's fine as well. He's voices the male Shepard, but I have never played him, so I do not know. Uh, but Bioware also do another series of games uh, called Dragon Age, which is a similar idea. Uh, the the decisions you make in this, they don't just affect you; they like f- completely affect the world. Like, there's a little bit of that in Mass Effect where things you do have have like effects but there's nothing as huge as uh, the decision you make uh, as a decision you make in uh, Dragon Age 2 which is pretty gigantic. Uh, Dragon Age is also interesting because 
there's three games, Dragon Age Origins, uh, yeah, for Mass Effect there's Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, then later Mass Effect Andromeda, I'll get to that, I'll get back to that, coming back to it. But Dragon Age, there's Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, then Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, and the thing about these games is, in all three of them you play a different person. In the first game you play a character called the Grey Warden, uh, who's a member of a group called the Grey Wardens, it's confusing. In the second one, you play a character called Hawk, uh, sir, that's surname Hawk, similar to Shepard, can be male or female, can, rom- uh, yeah, can romance people, good. And then in the third one, you play the Inquisitor, uh, a character who becomes the head of the Inquisition. And they are all set a little bit after each other, and they all heavily influence each other, uh, to the point where your Hawk from Dragon Age 2 can show up. And Dragon Age Inquisition, which is really cool. Uh, characters, there's, there's characters in common between them, uh, which is really nice. And you can romance people. And it, this is a sort of, um, it's never been a spacey one. This is a, a, a swords and sorcery type one. You know, if you run around doing magic, slashing things of a sword. And it's great too. Like, it's really good. Uh, I've replayed both of those trilogies on multiple occasions. Uh, Dragon Age, there's a third, there's a fourth one definitely coming out called Dragon Age uh, the Dread, Rise of the Dread Wolf or just the Dread Wolf or maybe the Dread Wolf Rises. Anyway, it's coming out at some point and I'm super excited. But interestingly, when the fourth Mass Effect game came out, which is to say Mass Effect Andromeda, I wasn't super excited. One, I didn't have a PlayStation 4, so I couldn't play it. Um, and two, the reviews were terrible. Part of that is because the animation was atrocious. Uh, the early animation, there are videos of it online, is real bad. Like, it's real, real bad. Uh, luckily, I'm getting it now three years later, so it's all been patched. Uh, and it's the animation is still a bit uh, a bit janky. Uh, I had a conversation with that mate today about how I or was it yesterday? Time has no meaning; it doesn't matter. About how I keep saying janky now, like in, in regards to animation, usually or like special effects in films. And uh, if it's not good, the animation's a bit janky. Uh, I always worry if it's like an offensive term. But I don't think it is. I think it's because it's sort of like janks around the screen. I don't know what janks means in this context, but yeah, the animation is still not great um, at, at points. But the game itself, I mean, you get to run around and shoot stuff with a squad, great. You get to make decisions that have huge, that have impact, fantastic. You get squad mates, you get to romance, fantastic. Also, I'm pretty sure all of the women in it are just straight up very queer. Unclear, uh, unclear right at the moment if that's true. Uh, because I've only, I'm not really like I'm only like two planets in, uh, uh, you know. And I like to take it slow with these ladies, you know. I'm not, I'm not here for. I'm their captain, or their pathfinder in this case. Uh, I'm not here to, you know, make it awkward. I don't want uh, like a quick thing that ends badly. Come on, I've got standards. But I'm really enjoying it. It's also got a thing. Where you've got a scanner and you can go around and scan stuff, and I mean, I love that in video games. I love breaking open boxes and and getting stuff out of them, and I love scanning stuff. Like this game ticks so.
so many of my boxes. It gives you the dopamine hit of scanning stuff. Like the Metroid Prime. The game Metroid Prime used to give me. Just love scanning stuff. Finding out weird stuff about the back background about the, the the game, you know, like so, like oh, this this these aliens were involved in this war three hundred years ago. I'm like, cool. None of these people exist. None of this matters. And yet, it absolutely delights me to find out this lore. I love lore. I love a bit of lore. Um, and it's just really fun to get stuck in a game. Like I was playing Divinity Originals in two, which is a uh, an RPG where you get to make decisions again, but it's not quite the same thing. I don't know why it is. I think it's because one of the things Spyware is really good at is that, uh, the characters are fully voiced, like you are fully voiced. So you've got hundreds of decisions you can make, and the actor is just going in and recording every single possible permutation of stuff you could say. And that does a lot for me for a version, <laughs> you know? And it's interesting because obviously it's set in the same universe, but uh, instead of but it's set sort of parallel. Well, it's set, it's set in the same universe. It's set in the same universe, but in a different galaxy. Uh, and it's sort of it's originally sets off parallel to the events of um, Mass Effect. So the choices you make in that game don't actually affect this game, which is interesting. I, I get why they did that. Uh, obviously, um, not everyone will have played the whole trilogy, and they wanted to sort of restart. The idea was to do a new trilogy. Like I say, it was really badly received, and I'm really enjoying it. I don't think the story is is the story is not even the best thing about Mass Effect. Like the individual side stories are great. The main story is pretty cool, but it's not like you know Emmy award winning or anything. Um. But no, I've been playing it and I've been really enjoying it. And like I say, um, it's t- replaced the Vinny Originals in 2 for me. Uh, There's just too much stuff. And none of it felt like it meant anything. It's the same reason why uh, I, I really bounced off of uh, Fallout New Vegas uh, after a while. I was just like, there's too much stuff going on. I think that's part of that is the lockdown thing. If it wasn't a lockdown... And I could like come in and out of it, and wasn't playing it as often. I'd love the loads of stuff because I can come in and just go. Oh, I'll, I'll go and explore this part of the map. But when there's too much stuff to do at the moment, I just bounce. I'm just bouncing off of things. Uh, really, that's the same. Like, cause Divinity is really fun. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, I've been meaning to play for ages, and I've played the hell out of uh, Fallout Three and Fallout Four. So. You know, but again, I always run out of things, and it's the same thing that I run into in Skyrim. All these games. It was just I, I, The Witcher Three. I've stopped playing The Witcher Three. I've uninstalled The Witcher Three off my computer, and that's a really fun story-driven game. Like the story is really good. My main problem with that one is I do get to make decisions, but I don't get to be gay. I'm not gay. I'm very straight. It's a, a quite an aggressively straight man, and I'm like, nah. I want to be gay and do space crimes. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Which brings me to like the uh, the game I'm not playing at the moment. The main game I'm the main game I'm not playing because a lot of these games like I bought for like four pounds on a on a sale, or got from PS Plus. You know, 
like Andromeda, I, I got like just there for six pounds. I think it's no, I think it's gone up in price now, <laughs> again, or will do soon. I also got, I also rebought Diablo three, because uh, I had it on the PlayStation three, never had it on the PlayStation four, and I got it for like four pounds. Uh, once I'm finished with Mass Effect, I'll go around and just randomly kill some demons in Diablo, please. Thank you very much. Uh, the only game I've played, I've paid full price for this whole lockdown, is the one game that I'm just specifically not playing at the moment, and it's oh, you all, you guys have already booed me for playing Mass for, for playing Andromeda. You're gonna boo me again here. <sighs> I've stopped playing Animal Crossing. New Horizons. Uh, okay. I uh, okay. Animal Crossing is a game. In case you don't know, usually is a village. In this case, it's an island. But uh, so how New Horizons works is, you go to a, uh, an island, uh, a tanuki, uh, like like a sort of raccoon kind of kind of creature, called Tom Nook, gives you a loan uh, to build a house on your island. Uh, you have some sort some other people who live there. Uh, that's it. You can plant trees. You can plant flowers. You can fish. You can do up your house. You can find items and craft items. Uh, you can go to other friends, like real friends and real life islands, and hang around. And it's a great time as had by all. And I think I hate it. Uh, it's a strong term, but I think I actually hate it. And I, I didn't, like, always. Like, for the first month, I really enjoyed it. I played it, like, every day and really loved it. Uh, I wandered around, uh, went fishing, tried to catch big fish, which was really cool. Uh, tried to catch uh, insects and stuff and put them in my museum, which blathers the owl, who is delightful. Uh, if you give him a fish, he's really happy, and he'll tell you all the rest to know about the fish. If you give him a bug, he's really upset, but he'll tell you all the rest to know about that bug. If you give him a fossil, he he will lose his goddamn mind. <laughs> uh, you know, and like uh, I I uh, weeded my whole island. I paid off a bunch of debts. Got some new ho- new rooms in my house. Uh, Helped out uh, a shipwrecked uh, seagull a bunch of times. I was having a really chill time. It was really fun. It was really cool. Uh, it was giving me a little bit of structure to my day, I guess. And I, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll make sure I always check in. And then that, that, that like, oh, I'll make sure I always check in. Something about it sort of turned. And it became this uh, little itch at the back of my head. So like I'd be talking to someone on a Zoom call, like friends, or I'd be watching TV with my flatmate, and I suddenly be like, oh, you need to go and do your, you need to go and do, you need to go to your island, you you need to go and do your island, and I'd feel bad if I didn't. And now this is the thing. Running around, scanning stuff, gives me a dopamine hit, which is great. Killing the bad guys, gives me a dopamine hit, which is great. It makes me want to keep playing, right? It, it makes me feel good for playing. And Animal Crossing makes me feel good for playing. Like, fishing is really fun. Finding finding good items, that you, new items, you're like, oh, that's really cool. I don't know what that is. Uh, fish, like, 
finding a, a fossil that you've not found before, you know, uh, meeting a new villager, that's really cool. All really nice things. And they make you feel good. Animal Crossing is also a game that makes you feel bad. Uh, if you do not check up, check on your island every day, what starts to happen is the weeds in your island start to grow back. Uh, people in your village on your island, like, comment on the fact you're away. They're like, oh, hey, I've not seen you in a couple of days. Begin to think you weren't, you didn't like me anymore. Like, they become, like, passive-aggressive. And you start to, it starts to feel, to me, and I know this is not for everyone, there'll be people who can come in and out of it easily. I start to feel bad, and then I was like, okay, so in order to avoid feeling bad, I need to make sure I play every day. And then, that leads to an awful thing, where I felt like I was playing out of obligation. You know, like, oh well, I have to keep playing this game. And also the fact that I've played full, I've paid full price for it. I bought it on opening day because I was like, oh, really, in, really into the idea of it because I've like watched people play Animal Crossing games before. I've played like Stardew Valley, which has a bit of this in it. But it's the it's the live action clock. It's the fact that it knows when I've not been playing. It's the fact that you can only buy turnips on a Sunday morning, and I'm never going to be up on a Sunday morning. And if I am up on a Sunday morning, I can't find the person who sells the turnips. And if you can't sell the turnips, uh, then if you don't buy turnips, then you can't sell the turnips at a good price on the stock market. Fantastic pun. I love it. I love that pun. Uh, and you're going to fall behind. And there's the other thing. The meta of the game, if you will. When it first started out, everyone was like at the same level. Progressing at the same level. Some people were a bit further ahead because they'd had the game. I got it like the, the day after it came out. So some people were a bit ahead on that. Uh, but now what's happened is, because again there's some videos I didn't play, I'll go to a friend's island or I'll watch a, a, a someone on Twitch play the game or I'll see someone tweet pictures of their island and they've just put so much effort in that it looks fantastic, like they've got a really cool theme or they've done, they've recreated like a, a scene from a film or they've just like picked a theme and really went for it, or that you know, or they've uh, done something really creative and really inventive, and it's really cool, and I love that part of it, and I love that the game lets you do that. Like, there's no beyond paying off your debts. There's no like end goal, so you can just do whatever you like. And people are like, oh, I, what I want to do is uh, make a complete re recreation of Kanto uh, <laughs> Island from the from from Pokemon Red and Blue. Brilliant. Amazing. Uh, like, stuff like that is so cool. But the problem with that is, I know, because of just who I am, and how I play games, and the fact that I'm a casual gamer, and these things, I know I'm never going to do that. And I know you can do that. And it makes me resent the game. And this is all on me. Essentially, I'm aware that this is all my issue. It's not the game's issue. The game knew, the game told me what it was before I bought it. You know, this is what the game has always been. Essentially, this is the purest form of that game. And I have friends who absolutely love the game and still play it every day, or don't play it every day, but still check in and have a lot of fun when they do it and they hang out with their friends. 
which brings us to the other thing I really hate about this game, and I actually, this makes me, this actively makes me, like, almost depressed. Go on hanging out with your friends on an island, which I've only done a few times. In the middle of a lockdown, where I cannot leave the house to go and see my friends, feels like some sort of insane torture that I'm deliberately putting myself through. And I know for some people it's like, oh hey, it's fun, I get to hang out with my friends on an island, but you don't actually get to hang out with them, because you can't properly talk to them. And you're not actually outside. And it's not actually you. And it feel and it's got this really cheery, really lovely animation, which is genuinely delightful. But it feels like it's laughing at me. <laughs> I know I'm getting a bit extreme, but genuinely I have aggressively sworn at this game for its thing of like, oh hey, I've not seen you out uh, like out of the house for a while, and I'm like, I know that the game, I know that the designers didn't know and couldn't possibly know that it was going to be uh, <laughs> a a global pandemic when it happened, but I just I don't like the idea. I've never liked the idea of having virtual friends in that way. Like there are people who I know on the internet who I mainly know from talking to the internet, and the internet is fantastic for keeping in touch with people who I already who I know in real life and like talking to them, and it's been fantastic for that for us. But the idea of going to a friend's island and they've meticulously decked it out and it's really cool and they've put all this time and effort and they want to show it off and it's like look how well we've done on it and look how fun it is and look how bright it is and look how outside we are makes me want to like f I mean I, I downloaded the game so I can't like break the cartridge but if I could I genuinely would and this is the thing right why maybe later on in this lockdown when I'm not feeling feelings as intensely or maybe after the lockdown's over and it's uh, not the only thing to do <laughs> maybe I'll get back into it and really enjoy it like I did that first month uh, or maybe I won't and hey and if you're loving it keep loving it oh man People are getting so much joy out of this, and I would never want to take that joy away from anybody. Uh, absolutely not. But it's just for the moment, it's not just not for me, it is actively against me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would rather take a, a, a very flawed game where I just get to move around shooting stuff and making decisions that actually matter in the game but don't matter at all in real life. Escapism, right? That's what I'm looking for. So yeah, stay home, stay safe, stay on your island, uh, stay inside, <laughs> and uh, if there was a choice between like, if if I could make a choice that would deeply impact Tom Nook's life, like is like re reveal to him that 
the the wife he thought was long dead is actually alive and is an international spy who's planning to take down the Galactic uh, Alliance. I mean, then I'd be right back in that game. But until then, no thank you. Okay, so my name is Marjai. Thank you and goodbye.